ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the gun racks, Norndoja Institute School of Arms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper. Folks call me Joey. And with me, we have one Drew Poplin. Drew Poplin, also known as the dingo how are you doing drew i am still devastated heartbroken did sunday break your heart yes sir it did i had some thoughts yes i had some thoughts about sunday so for those of you that are not aware uh joey and i were actually able to go to the nfl opening game this weekend uh it was uh, we got to see the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers, play the Cleveland Browns. So we are very excited for that. Lots of optimism, uh, mostly, you know, not earned. The best way I can describe this, and I, forgive me, I barely have a voice because I was screaming. The best way I can describe this is if you personify that game as another human being. Yes. You're just walking. And you know, enjoying life, enjoying your time. All of a sudden, this guy just comes up, straight up punches you in the face out of nowhere. Sucker punches you. You fall on the ground. You're dazed. You're confused. You're about to black out. And then you do. You lose consciousness. And you wake up and you realize you wake up in this unfamiliar environment. Where am I? Where am I? Turns out this guy felt pity for you. He put you on his shoulder. He took you back to his his bungalow and he nurses you back to health because you're you're in trouble you're starting to get you know and you're confused why why is this happening why is he treating me with kindness he punched me in the face before why is he being kind to me now but you take it because you you know you you have no other choice and pretty soon the two of you form a bond that is inseparable pretty soon you go from enemies to acquaintances to friends and soon you become brothers and you're just hanging out with them, reflecting on what a wonderful time you've had with this unexpected friend on this unexpected journey. And um, then all of a sudden you see another figure approaching you and you're like, who's that? Why does he have a crowbar? Oh, it's just the NFL referees. And then the two of them proceed to beat you up again. And before you black out, he says, I want you to always remember what I did to you and who you are. You, you, you unlucky, poor, unfortunate soul are a fan of the Carolina Panthers. So I had a great time. That's how it is out here, being a fan of the Carolina Panthers. If, whatever you do, they will enact revenge on you for loving them. Um, and also, we were subject to some of the worst refereeing I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of crappy refereeing. But we had a great time. <laughs> we did have a good time. Went with our good friend, Dan, who I think is 73. 
it was me, Drew, and Dan, and we were dragging him across literal miles to get to our place. We have fun. We we did. We did have a good time. And then the refs uh, decided that rules don't really matter. And then the Panthers lost the game. Now, in the refs' defense, the Panthers were putrid for the first two and a half quarters of the game. Oh, absolutely. Just unwatchable. But the fact of the matter is, that was a hard game to watch. And uh, NFL, if you're listening to this, and I know you are, uh, maybe hire some full-time refs instead of hiring gig workers for the largest entity in television now. <laughs> Just a consideration. But, um, yeah, regardless, had a good time. Screamed, you know, lost my voice from screaming during the fourth quarter. Is great. And, uh, Joey, what are we talking about today? Ooh, today, I don't know if you guys have listened to our episode on uh, the top 10 first beginner handguns, according to me. Uh, it's actually our most popular podcast episode of all time here at the Gun Rack. Uh, back when I was flying this thing solo, but we thought we're going to take a crack at top five first beginner handguns, according to, um, I forget the name of the website we're using. It's uh, coloradohandgunsafety.com. Coloradohandgunsafety.com. With a name like that, you'd think they'd be on the ball, but there were definitely some mixed results. So the way this is going to work is Drew's going to read some of these off and kind of the, the pieces, um, the thoughts that were contributed by the writer. And then we're going to react to them. We're going to see which ones make sense and which ones don't. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a real good time. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about SDI. So Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school um, that focuses in firearms technology and unmanned technology. Uh, there are three programs currently that you can undergo with us. You can get a certificate in unmanned technology, aerial systems, that's a CUTAS. Obviously, that's under the School of Unmanned Technology. There is then the uh, Associate of Science of Firearms Technology, that's ASFT. And then there is the Certificate in Firearms Technology, Gunsmithing, CFTG, all of those are available right now. If you hop online, check out our programs and become a part of the SDI family if you're not already. Hop on to sdi.edu for more. But we are going to dive right into this thing right after we do our firearms trivia of the week. Uh, we have had lots of guests over the past few weeks and we're very grateful for those people. I think all of those people involved should have swag sent their way at this point. Um, if you would like to send in an answer to trivia, you get it right. We will send stuff to you. Even if I have to send my own stuff, it will happen. Um, I think we still owe someone cheer wine. I think that's a thing. Um, I would go figure that one out later, but we will, we will settle more than just our, our swag debts. We will settle our soda debts too. We are men of our words, but Anyway, send in your answers to this trivia question to marketing at sdi.edu, or feel free to comment on this podcast episode's uh, post to our YouTube channel, which is, of course, the Northern Desert Institute. This one actually is difficult, genuinely 
difficult. So you're welcome to try to look it up. If you know it off the top of your head, power to you, because I know a lot about this particular firearms country of origin, especially when it comes to firearms technology. And I was completely unfamiliar with this firearm. So Drew, as the man on the clues, Drew's clues, tell us what's going on. So last week, the answer was the TT-33. Now this week, a little bit of a challenge. This Russian single-shot bolt-action rifle fired a 42 caliber cartridge. It was used by the Russians, by the Russian military, but was made by a gentleman with the first name Hiram, who was an American. What do you think it could be? If you think you know what it is, or if you have to look it up, you know, feel free to write in your answer. We're, uh, as Joey said, uh, a podcaster always pays his debts. That even fit metrically. <laughs> um, I think it's fairly easy to guess who the who the inventor was, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Straight up, that'll be that should be good. All righty, now let's dig in to the main portion of today's events. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So as we mentioned. This is an article that was posted in January 2020 on coloradohandgunsafety.com. And the author's name is Bill Peterson. Bill, thank you for writing this article. So first part of the article is kind of like going through like, okay, should you go with a semi-automatic handgun or a revolver? And it kind of goes over like some of the pros and cons and There'll be a decent amount of this where I'm reading straight from the articles, just a heads up. So let's get started. Number one, uh, he had listed as the best handgun for a beginner. It's a name that everyone should be familiar with. It's the Glock 19, uh, specifically at the Gen 5. He says, the Glock 19 Gen 5 is a versatile handgun. Its compact design makes it suitable for concealed carry uses and practice sessions on a shooting range. In addition, this handgun's more petite frame makes it easy to hold, which helps boost your confidence when you need to quickly aim and fire in high-stress situations. Now, the Glock fires 9 by 19 weighs about 30.16 ounces with a loaded magazine, um, Fires 15 plus one, but that's also depending on, you know, the size of your mag. Um, your standard mag uh, holds the 15. But, um, Joe, we've talked about Glock plenty of times on this podcast. One thing he doesn't really go into much detail about is situations. Like, um, why is someone buying a handgun? Is it just for target shooting? Is it for home defense? Is it concealed carry? And if it's for concealed carry, I'm not entirely, I, I actually like Glock, um, but having held the 19, I don't know. It feels a little big, uh, but Joey, what are your thoughts? Well, um, I would share your opinion on it personally as an option for concealed carry. However, it's worth noting that the Glock 19 might be the most popular concealed carry firearm in the world. The Glock 19 is the classic uh, quintessential do-all gun. And 
we probably should have started off with this, but we can do it now. When we're talking about a beginner handgun, you were talking about uh, the scenarios in which we would need. Why is this firearm purchased? Why is it needed? For us, in this context, the beginner handgun needs to be a do-it-all gun, unless there's something you specifically don't want it to do. You don't care at all about your handgun being uh, fun to shoot at the range. It frees you up to do other things, although I would not recommend that. If you don't care at all about concealed carry, well, then you're opening up to a whole lot of things. But for most people that I have spoken with, I won't say everyone in the world, most people I've spoken with that want a handgun, they want one gun to rule them all. They want one thing to do all the jobs that a handgun can do. And uh, it's not unreasonable to target that as your goal to make happen for this, that you can do that. Um, there are some excellent options out there that can make that happen for you. And I think Glock 19 is one of those options. People refer to it as a carry size. Um, I believe it has a four inch barrel or something very close to it, 15 plus one capacity and nine millimeter, which makes it large for concealed carry. But, yeah, you. excuse me, I am literally on my way to get coffee this very instant. Um, no zip fizz? No zip fizz today. I ran out and I forgot to order more. We're waiting on that sponsorship. Let's go. We're waiting on that sponsorship. If you want one firearm to do everything, the Glock 19 can make that happen. And it's modular, but if you're a beginner, do not start modding your handgun before you shoot the thing. <laughs> Outside of maybe some night sights, if you're if you're feeling it. That's it. That's as far as you want to go. You want to get proficient first. And the 19 can be fun to shoot at the range. I'm not a huge Glock person, but that doesn't mean it's not work. Um, it's not going to work for that. Um, there are definitely some concealed carry options for you out there. Um, yeah, I think every list for beginner handguns has to start or end with a Glock. And I think the 19 is a perfectly acceptable version of that. They specify Gen 5. I don't care what generation you make use of. And I don't, I think if he was pressed, I don't think the author would either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And let me clarify the reason I don't view it as what I would go to for a concealed carry handgun is just for me. I feel like if I'm going inside the waistband, it might be a bit bulky for that, at least for a little me, thing. Person. Yeah. Orange barrel is not overly problematic, but. Well, uh, you have to understand, and granted, I don't necessarily foresee myself using inside the waistband because I wear tight jeans. That's because you're a little, um, little sad boy, little Christian school sad boy. That's because I like flaunting my calves. Mama always said, if you got it, flaunt it. So I stick with that philosophy. But uh, <laughs> moving on. Number two, he has the Mossberg MC1 uh, SC. He says, another handgun perfect for beginners is the Mossberg MC1 SC. This model is a 9mm caliber pistol with a more petite frame, making it an excellent option for those with a concealed carry permit. In addition, unlike other single-stack handguns, this pistol is only gripped on the upper section. 
This unique design optimizes your grip so you can shoot more accurately. Now, the MSRP on this thing is 350 bucks. There is there is some advantage to that, no doubt. I think there's I think this is a horrific choice for a beginner firearm. So there's all sorts of things that are wrong with it. Um, the do you happen to have the the specs up somewhere? Yes, sir. Can you go ahead and read off the barrel length for this thing? Well, barrel length is 3.4 inches. Actually, that's not as bad as I thought it would be. What's the capacity? This is this is what I was getting at. The capacity yeah. the capacity is seven plus one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what is how does it have the height there? Uh, it doesn't have the height, but it does have the weight, and they have the overall length. Overall length is six point two five inches, and the weight is twenty two ounces. Okay, those are reasonably standard. Yeah. Here's my beef with this. Um, when you are looking at a first handgun, again, we're talking about something that needs to do most things. Um, they need to do all the things you're interested in. And one of those is that you need to be able to shoot it reliably and accurately. Whatever modifications they have gone through to make this thing work, to optimize your grip. Don't get me wrong, all of that's awesome not here to hate on that in any way shape or form um mossberg sc stands for subcompact uh don't buy a subcompact for your first handgun uh subcompacts are handguns you move to once you are proficient with other handguns um you just can't do it um so I don't know, and that's such an obvious, obvious choice um, or issue with this take. Um, 3.6 or 4 inches is not horrific. It's not great. Um, I would say if you're buying your first handgun, I would stay 3.9 inches or above. So, so one, one thing that's interesting to know is that uh, I believe – Mossberg's intention was to be an uh, alternative to the Glock 43. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's, first of all, there's no issue with that as your goal. Mm -hmm. Respect, especially at the price point you're coming in at. Way to go. Glock 43 is not a beginner pistol. Well, it's not your first pistol, right? Glock does a pretty good job at making most of their handguns operable uh, to a beginner, but you really want to be into that um, slightly larger frame um, to get this done. So if it were me, anything subcompact is just not going to be, maybe later, right? There's nothing wrong with owning one, but that's the very first thing I own. Uh, there's a decent chance I'm getting flustered at why I'm not shooting right. And it's just not a good look. So I would pass that one up. And frankly, um, the the concept of it being included in an article like this uh, smacks me more as a search engine optimization play than a sincerely held belief. Um, that's just a vibe I'm getting. Um, so don't. That's that's just the take. I could be wrong about that, but I get the feeling that 
he wanted to include something new and trendy. So that's that's the one he included that's new and trendy. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're I think they have clear magazines though. That's pretty dope. I will say that. Clear magazines are fun. That's uh, you are right. Yeah. Um but we'll go ahead and move on to number three. We have was it the car? Yep. Uh, the car CW9. You don't even get to read his takes on this. Because this is some BS. What you can read it later. The car CW9 has many of the same issues. In fact, do you have the specs up somewhere? So uh, it shoots nine mil, double action, uh, 3.5 inch barrel length. The gun weighs 1.85 pounds and has a capacity of seven plus one. And and it's going for $400 on Bass Pro Shops. Yep. So car sucks. They just do. I'm not going to apologize for it because they're, they're, them and C-Camp can both throw themselves out a window collectively as brands. I don't want to hear another word from either of them again. The I've only shot two firearms in my life where I was like, this firearm is borders upon unshootable. There are more out there, but the two handguns I've ever shot where I'm like, there is this is a waste. Um, is the Radon P64, um, which is actually a firearm I love, ironically. Um, if you shoot it one-handed and uh, have no issue with the concept of, of being erratic, it's a wonderful time. Uh, and the car CW40, which is this, but upchambered in 40. Um, there, there is no redeeming quality to that shooting experience. The capacity is low. The firearm is overly heavy. It's still snappy because that one was 40 and nine, it might be a little bit different, but your low capacity, high weight, uh, poor control, regardless, it's an unpleasant shooting experience. The double action's not good. Um, there's just, a, you know, a, you know, it's, we've gone quite a while in this one, avoiding this race, but not an official SDI opinion. I would rather not have a gun than have a car at this point. Um, because I don't have any confidence in my ability to use one. Forget a beginner trying to make this work. There are so many better options at that price point. Um, I literally have seen people try to sell cars for under $300 just to get rid of them. Um, they just suck. I'm like, that's a stupid choice to put on any list, let alone a beginner's list. Yeah. Just to summarize, we don't really have any strong opinions, uh, one way or the other about this firearm. Yeah, um, we're coming back because the rest of the list is significantly <laughs> the, the Mossberg pick <laughs> is a wannabe, trendy, edgy pick, I think. That's my hot take on it. This guy's probably like a listener and he's like getting ready for his slander lawsuit to come after me, but I think that was a wannabe, edgy pick. The Glock 19 Gen 5 as a pick is unimpeachable, right? That's a classic starter firearm. Uh, this car pick is bird-brained at best. Um, it's an absolute nonsense pick. Um, what's next on the list? Because I'm pretty sure we start to mellow out a little bit now. Yes, sir. Uh, and we start mel- uh, We start to mellow out with Smith & Wesson's M&P M2.0. Oh, gosh, yeah. He says this model is the upgraded version of 
Smith & Wesson MMP 9mm handgun designed for personal, sporting, and professional use. This model features a new grip. The grip makes it easier to hold, especially for beginners, and helps you recover more quickly. Yeah. So if, if I were to choose one handgun, I was only allowed to have one handgun. I will tell you, the one that I operated in as essentially my one handgun for a long time was the TriStar T100, um, which is a clone of the Jericho 941, also known as the Baby Eagle. Um, I probably would not do that again as my only one. I still love it very much. Uh, I probably, if I were to have one as a beginner and I knew all that I know now, I would probably make use of the Omega trigger in the CZ P07 or P09 which is a similar size to the Glock 19, uh, et cetera. Uh, the, um, the latter is significantly larger than the former. It's kind of that 1917. You get what I'm saying. That being said, if I had to go the way of striker fired, right? If hammer fired is just not allowed in this context, uh, the MMP 2.0 would be, would be the choice. And it's, I don't even think it's a question. Glocks are awesome. M&Ps and Glocks are both excellently made, so you can kind of get dealer's choice there. But I enjoy the build of the M&P 2.0 significantly more. I just find it to be more comfortable. The M&P Compact um, size is pro probably not your beginner handgun, but the M&P Compact I enjoy quite a bit as an excellent concealed carry firearm option. So, And then, of course, the shield is... Uh, a god among men in the concealed carry community. So really good options. I would say there's multiple options within the M&P family that you can make use of for your first firearm. So I think this is a great choice. Cool, cool, cool. Well, then let's round it out with the last one. The last one being the Beretta PX4 Storm Series. He says the Beretta PX4 Storm handguns are an excellent option for both experienced and first-time shooters. The feature beginners love most about this pistol is its automatic firing pin block. The safety feature prevents your handgun from accidentally firing while sitting in your belt or holster. Now, again, he mentions it's the whole family. Um, you know, the Storm series. I think there's about nine different models. There are quite a few. Uh, so it's kind of hard to give you the specs and focus in on any particular one uh just for the sake of it let's do the px form storm compact carry okay so px4 storms are great firearms and we finally have an addition to this thing that's hammer fired that i like um in fact it's the only external hammer firearm in this list of five and you guys know i love that so um Pluses to this firearm, it's reliable. It's extremely comfortable in hand for me as a larger hand dude. Um, and uh, pretty enjoyable. <laughs> I thought about owning one. Uh, and then I knew a guy who owned one that was a jerk and the gun was ruined for me forever, which is not mm. the most objective way to pick a firearm. Uh, <laughs> but, but that is what happened. So we're just being real. Um, he was that much of a jerk. And I'll put it that way. With this firearm, there's two things you want to keep in mind. One, comfortability, way to go into it. Uh, lots of different specs for this thing. I don't remember the thickness of this firearm off the top of my head, uh, but I would not use this as a concealed carry firearm because of how chunky it is. 
uh, it's almost one and a half inches wide. Yeah, one and a half inches is too thick for a concealed carry firearm. Just is. Um, I like a good, nice, full grip because uh, of how big my hands are. But uh, one almost one and a half inches is just too wide for a concealed carry handgun, in my opinion. It's going to start printing. Um, unless you are an absolute wizard. And if you're an absolute wizard, what the hell are you doing listening to a top five beginner handguns podcast? Checkmate, losers. Um, <laughs> Got them. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me defeating people in arguments that don't exist. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's a great firearm. This would be one more that I would be like open carry, which isn't my favorite thing in the world and range shooting i think this is an excellent option for both of those and if you're feeling super frisky you could get a shoulder holster and try it that way i bet that would be kind of nice that would be really cool except there is one drawback that i see with this firearm what's that uh the msrp is it high it's uh 919 dollars whoa i don't remember it being that high i don't know if that's covid hangover or or what but um that sure is interesting i did not know that that's unfortunate now if it helps uh the uh storm compact the msrp for that one is 600 uh but that one you only get 10 rounds and it fires uh uh 40 smith and wesson not nine millimeter um these there is a model that does fire nine millimeter that's six hundred dollars but again only fires 10 rounds yeah um, so you know so price tag's definitely a question mark there um i would i would put it to you guys that if you are at if you have 600 bucks maybe get some ammo and also one of these two other firearms um maybe pick up a uh, MMP 2.0, pick up a Glock 19, which is going to be similar MSRP wise. Um, There's just some options you got available at that price point. The PO, can you look up the CZPO 7, what its Uh, price point is currently? It's MSRP. The CZPO 7? Yeah, P07. Uh, let's see. MSRP on that is $585. Yeah, see, if it's between a Storm and a P07, let's do the P07. Let's go there. Um, that would be my take. But I still like the those the second and third options we had on this list of five are one star or worse out of five. Glock 19 and MMP both five out of five. I put the storm at like a three and a half. It's a good option. Tells me that this guy is a little bit of a gun hipster. That's I, right. um, but for the price point, I think there's some other options that might do you in better stead. CZ 75 uh, straight up is also an excellent option. Um, and it's not uh, overly expensive either. Um, but there you go, guys, there's five best first handguns according to What's the name of that website, Drew? Uh, ColoradoHandgunSafety.com. Colorado Handgun Safety, written by? 
it was a fellow by the name of Bill. I think Mr. Right. Bill Peterson. All right, Bill Peterson. I might disagree with you, but I'm very grateful for you uh, writing this content so that we could lightly roast it and praise you <laughs> in some respects. So thank you for that. If you ever yeah. happen to this podcast, give us an email at marketing.sti.edu. We'd love to have you on and talk about it a little more. Yes. And he does go on to say at the very end of the article, every shooter is unique. So it's crucial to choose a handgun that meets your needs and empowers you when you use it. So. Yes, absolutely. So absolutely. So um, good stuff. Okay. Now, before we get moving to the tales from the range that you guys have come to know and love, let's talk about Sonoran Desert Institute one more time. Uh, would you be interested in learning more about this from us? Of course not. We're awful people. However, you can right now learn about this school from our graduates who went through the process. They tell you about where they came from, what the school was like, and where they are now. If you hop on to sdi.edu under the news tab, if you click on that, there's a category uh, section to the right of that page. One of them is grad features. And you can read about some of our graduates' experiences, harnessing what they do and say to really make the most of the opportunities you have here to learn about Sonoran Desert Institute. So if you're interested in our school and you don't trust Drew because he likes the Panthers, and you don't trust Joey because he's too good looking, too good at podcasting, uh, hop on to SDI.edu, news grad features. Okay, Drew, talk to us about Tales from the Range this week. All right. So once again, I got the story from snipershide.com. This is by Clay Morks. Or is it like Clay Marks or Clay Morks? I'm not entirely sure. But anyway, Mr. Morks says, a few years ago at an outdoor range, I was talking to a guy next to me. He was sighting in a brand new rifle, a new scope, if I remember it correctly. It was a Weatherby Mark V. Don't remember the scope, but the whole setup was worth at least three mortgage payments. He had just bought it for a guided Colorado sheep hunt. Interesting. Uh, anyway, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, and he's complaining that every adjustment he makes gets worse. I could tell from where I was that the scope was not leveled and loose and it was getting worse with every shot. I tried to explain what I was seeing and he just didn't get it. He just complained that the gun and scope were crap. I left after three hours and he was still trying to work it out. Yikes. Yikes. There is nothing worse than not leveling your scope though and then not realizing it until you've spent 30 bucks for the ammo. Yeah, but especially when it's like a super, super, super nice scope. Like one that you've dropped an insane amount of money on. You hate to see it. You hate to see it, folks. You do hate to see it. Ugh. Well, for now, ladies and gentlemen, that is the gun rack. We will see you soon, but for now, have fun out there, and we will see you at the range. And don't be a Panthers fan. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.